Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Eat Sleep Podcast. Repeat, I am Dave Taylor. Uh, kind of a shorter episode this week and kind of a late review of WWE Survivor Series. Anyways, welcome to Eat Sleep Podcast. Repeat, and uh, let's get the business out of the way. You can find us on the web as we're one of the 6.9 The Foxes and FM99's only wrestling podcast. You can find us at 1069thefox.com or fm99.com under the media tab. Find us on that website. You'll find some previous episodes and some of those episodes, by the way, if you're new, include recent interviews with uh, Paul Heyman, Mark Henry. They've been on the show. Great interviews. Make sure you check them out. Also, some other ones, too, like uh, Seth Rollins has been on the show. Drew McIntyre. Yeah, a lot to check out. Again, it's at 1069thefox.com or fm99.com. Or you can find us, if you're listening to us on the podcast app, just search all of some of our old episodes. You can just search ESPR Wrestling and check out some of our great episodes. We've done over 230 of them. And, of course, you can find us on social media, on Facebook and Twitter, at ESPR99. And if you want to go old school, you can always email us, ESPR at fm99.com. And now look at the latest wrestling news, and there's somebody leaving AEW. It's Big Swall. Big Swall announced uh, earlier uh, today, the 30th November, that she's not renewing her contract with the company, and she released a, a statement on Twitter. She said, over the past couple of months, my life has taken on the mantra grow, learn, change. Dealing with the shadow work took strength I didn't know I had. I thank God for my loving family because they got me through some of the roughest months of my life. But I realized the real test is application. So I took my leap, and after speaking with TK and AEW higher officials, we decided not to renew my contract with All Elite Wrestling. This was a hard decision, but a needed one. I am grateful for their understanding and that we can come mutually come to this agreement. I have enjoyed my time with AEW and wished them all the best. I appreciate their love and welcome me into their family. Today's my last day, and as bittersweet as it is, I am proud to say that I've lived my dreams while making a difference. This is swole mentality. Now, she took off some time uh, earlier this year because she did have some issues with the her Crohn's disease when that uh, flared up, and she took some time off. Uh, probably the uh, biggest thing she may be remembered for in AEW was her feud against Brett Baker, and they had the uh, tooth and nail match. Which uh, was, uh, you know, it was a talked about match. It it wasn't great, but it uh, it was what it was. But anyways, wishing her the best. Uh, maybe, you know, I guess maybe take some time off. Uh, you know, maybe go back to uh, Impact Wrestling. We'll see. But uh, wishing her the best. By the way, and I tell you what, the next couple of months will be interesting because with all the signings AEW had, you know, they're going to have some contracts that are going to be expiring soon. Now, some of them will get renewed, like, as we know, like the Young Bucks recently renewed their deal. But there's going to be some other guys on there. And you got to wonder if if they're going to be, you know, who they're going to sign, who they're going to let go. Uh, you know, are they going to open up the checkbook? Because obviously there's a lot of names out there that are going to be, uh, you know, able to grab uh, some NXT guys uh, and gals from their 30 days and then the uh, WWE per personalities, you know, who are waiting out their 90-day deals. So there could be some, you know, people not coming back. There could be some new faces. We'll see that over time. By the way, uh, Big E 
an interview uh, said this about AEW. He says, I think it forces us to raise our game. If you watch their shows, you see rabid fans, people losing their minds, and people loving these shows. It makes us want to say, yo, we want to be dominating them. We want to step up our game. We want to put on the better show. And I think it's just very good. We have men and women who may not fit here in WWE or may not want whatever it is, but now they have a place to go and they can wrestle and they can make money. They can live their dream. They can be on TV. So it's great. Roman Reigns, by the way, uh, <laughs> he didn't say great things about AEW, but uh, you know it's hard to tell if uh, Roman was being a character. Uh, it's the way he's been the last couple of weeks. But the AEW has been kind of brought up more by WWE wrestlers. Uh, you know, Becky Lynch say she didn't see this competition, but she thought, you know, what they're doing was great. And then they had you had the whole segment last week with CM Punk and MJF, you know, talking about The Miz and some other stuff. And then they made a reference on that Monday with Edge and The Miz. So obviously, you know, everybody knows what's going on. All right, let's take a look at the Survivor Series. I we're a little late in this review, but wanted to get it out there. And uh, I, I tell you what, it kind of felt like, um, you know, in some ways like WWE, you know, like it's almost like they sold out uh, in some ways with this whole promotion going all in with the uh, with the Red Notice movie on Netflix, which, uh, you know, it was the whole setup of The Rock's 25th anniversary of his debut, and, um, you know, there was speculation he was going to show up, but then he couldn't be there because he's shooting a movie overseas and with quarantines and everything else. There's no way that he could have showed up. But uh, WWE doubled down on the whole rock thing, showing highlights, you know, leading up to the show and and even during the show, then having the egg featured on the show as well, which we'll get into that in uh, in, in just a little bit. but that was weird. And the whole Vince McMahon appearance and, you know, people cheering for him. It just <laughs> it just seemed kind of surreal to see him back on TV. But we had the one pre-show match. And if you haven't gone back to watch Survivor Series, um, you know, we'll, we'll go to give you the highlights here. And this one uh, was the uh, singles championship matches between uh, the Intercontinental Champion Shinsuke Nakamura and Damian Priest, who's the United States champion. Um it was an all right match, and I know they're working on like Damian Priest's character being a little bit more aggressive and everything else. And that's kind of where this match went, and then uh, Shinsuke winning by this qualification because on the outside, uh, Damian just got fed up with Rick Boog's uh, guitar playing, and Damian uh, he broke the guitar, and then he used that to hit Shinsuke and get disqualified. So still protecting Damian Priest, you know, and you don't want to make Shinsuke lose all the time. Uh, but uh, Shinsuke loses, or I should say, Shinsuke wins by DQ. Again, it's not, it's not a bad match. It's the ending kind of stunk uh, for what it was. Show opens up. Official kickoff of the Survivor Series pay-per-view. And uh, the match that kicked off the show, uh, I think, would have been better suited for later in the show because this was the one match that I think the crowd wanted to see. They're emotionally invested in this. So this is the match that uh, that kicks off the show, and it's uh, Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch taking on Charlotte Flair, the SmackDown Women's Champion. And this was a fun match. Uh, you know, that's been built up by the fact that uh, in real life, these two ladies don't like each other right now. You know, they used to be friends. That kind of fell by the wayside. Uh, so you got that going on. 
And then you got uh, just you know, all the animosity and everything's been going on with the whole title exchange and everything else. So people were looking forward to this. So, you know, they, they came out swinging. And I, the pace of this match was pretty good. Uh, it kind of reminded me of some of those uh, certain NXT matches where, you know, the energy going for, uh, you know, for 20 minutes and these stars just uh, going at it and not slowing down. That's kind of what happened in this match. I mean, there's some times where I thought maybe there could have been a little bit more selling. But uh, but it ended up, uh, you know, Charlotte uh, rolling up Becky, uh, trying to use the ropes to her leverage. And then, uh, you know, the ref caught it. Becky reverses it. She rolls up, pulls the tights, pulling the hangs out of the rope. Ref doesn't see it. Gets the win. And uh, Becky gets the win there. Uh, there was an emotional interview that wasn't seen until later on WWE.com uh, that uh, Becky was was uh, very emotional about it. You know, big battle for her and, uh, you know, the, these two just kind of going at it. And, you know, this is their first match against each other. And I think since, like, was it the uh, it was the one match where I think Becky had to, uh, where she lost one her uh, SmackDown title to Charlotte at one of the pay-per-views when uh, Lacey Evans interfered. And that, that goes back uh, almost like two years ago. So it's been a while. Uh, next match was the uh, Team Raw of uh, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, Austin Theory, Bobby Lashley taking on the uh, SmackDown team of Drew McIntyre, Jeff Hardy, King Woods, Happy Corbin, and Sheamus. And um, I, this match started out, I mean, Kevin Owens walked out. Um, so it's like two years in a row they had somebody just basically walk out of the match. Um you know, which it is what it is. Um, and then uh, you know, Happy Corbin uh, gets uh, eliminated by uh, Finn Balor. And then, uh, you know, I, I thought there'd be more from King Woods here. You know, especially with the uh, battles with uh, Roman Reigns and everything else. But he ends up, uh, you know, tapping out to the uh, to the full Nelson by Bobby Lashley. And then, uh, and then to protect Bobby and Drew McIntyre, they both get counted out. And then you got... Uh, Finn Balor uh, getting eliminated by uh, Sheamus. You got the Sheamus getting pinned by Austin Theory. You know, that was kind of cool to see him getting a pinfall. But then uh, Jeff Hardy eliminated him. And then Seth Rollins pins Jeff Hardy to become the survivor of the team. The match started out hot. And then, then, um, you know, having Jeff Hardy at the end kept the uh, crowd into it. I mean, this was probably the second best match of the night. um, Besides the opener with uh, Lynch and uh, Flair. Um, and we kind of cool off a little bit, but you know some of these matches. I mean, it kind of does that at times. Uh, it's going to lag a little bit, but uh, but yeah, Seth Rollins, you're a team Raw winner. Now the next up, um, this is where I kind of felt like WWE sold out this whole uh, you know Pizza Hut thing with the uh, the Battle Royal. <laughs> and, you know the pizza they had, and um, it was just kind of weird. And by the way, uh, and this is frustrating with WWE, and I get it, and I've been to some of their events, so I always don't always know like who shows up, um, you know, who gets a ring entrance, because if you're in the crowd, you know, it's it's maybe everybody's just coming down at once, except for a few key guys because they're the ones that matter, and it's always frustrating because you kind of know that well, if these guys get an entrance, then they're the ones that must mean something, and nobody else is important, and there's a battle royal. And uh, WWE has a tendency to do that. Look, I, I understand that you can't give everybody an entrance on TV time, but uh, you know, in the old 
days. And I'm going back to WrestleMania 2 and 4. You know, everybody who's in the Battle Royal got introduced. They all came down to the ring, and then they introduced them all. You know, nobody got separate entrances. Everybody came down, and and here, here, here are the people in the uh, Battle Royal. So you know who the heck is who, because sometimes you just don't know who these guys are, because the eliminations come pretty fast. You're like, oh, yeah, that was Drew Gulak. Yeah. Yeah, so you had Drew Gulak in there, Shelton Benjamin. Uh, you had Umberto, R-Truth. This is the order they're eliminated. Otis, uh, T-Bar, Cedric Alexander. Chad Gable, Eric Ivar, Jinder Mahal, Angel, Shanky. This was when uh, Omar was on a tear. They had uh, Mansoor, Robert Roode, Dolph Ziggler, Sami Zayn, Commander Aziz, who didn't put up much of a fight, uh, AJ Styles, Apollo Crews, Cesaro, Angela Dawkins, and Montez Ford. And uh, you had that, and then uh, Ricochet being eliminated there. And uh, that was the one thing with this Battle Royal was just uh, – you know, it was the uh, the Omos show. You know, then afterwards, you know, they're going to get pizza, but then Montas Ford and uh, Angela Dawkins uh, take care of all that. But um, I, you know, I, I don't know. It was just it was just odd that they had. Of course, then they had another battle royal the next night, um, or at SmackDown, like in the same week. It's like, hey, we need a number one contender. Like, why didn't you do that at Survivor Series? That would have made sense. You know, I you have these Survivor Series matches, and not a gosh darn thing means anything with these matches. It just doesn't make sense. And uh, that was the case here, and all these matches didn't mean anything. Uh, the next match, the next match was actually kind of fun. RK Bro uh, taking on the Usos, the Raw Tag Team Champions, taking on the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Um, Randy hitting a great RKO, one of the Usos at the end of the match there. Uh, yes, out of nowhere. That was cool. That was a fun spot. So I would say uh, definitely go go watch this match. This match, this match was a lot of fun. And uh, Orton and uh, Riddle really starting the gel as a team. And uh, you know, hope they give this thing legs. I mean, it has legs now. And let's hope that they don't uh, you know, cut the legs off of this match. But a fun match between the two. Uh, then we got the, uh, the women's elimination match. Uh, this match... Oh, boy. Uh, Team Raw, Bianca Belair, uh, Rhea Ripley, Liv Morgan, Carmella, and Queen Zelina versus the SmackDown team, Sasha Banks, Shayna Baszler, Shotzi, Natalia, and Tony Storm. And then uh, Carmella doing that uh, ridiculous uh, mask gimmick. She got pinned there. And then we went a long time without eliminations. And then they came fast and furious, if you will. Uh, Queen Zelina was uh, eliminated by Tony Storm. And then... Basically, if you eliminate somebody, you got eliminated. It's almost kind of how it went. Uh, Tony Storm was, uh, you know, eliminated by Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan was eliminated by Sasha Banks, and then uh, Rhea was eliminated by Shayna Baszler, which you know, I was kind of bummed because you didn't get a uh, a great showing from Rhea Ripley. I was hoping for more there. Uh, and then Sasha Banks got counted out all due to her teammates. It was just this is where it got dumb. And, um, you know, and she kind of went into the ring, but uh, she didn't go all the way into the ring. So she got counted out. But uh, Shayna was pulling her out. Shotzi was pulling her out. Natalia was pulling her out. And and uh, she got counted out. That was it. So it was three out of one. So this would be four on one against Bianca Belair. It was Natalia, Shayna Baszler, and Shotzi Blackheart. And it took uh, two and a half minutes for Bianca Belair to pin Natalia, Shayna, and Shotzi. So uh, she John Cena or she Roman Reigned, LOL. But uh, you know what? Hey, 
look, you're keeping everything to make her look good. And, uh, you know, you know, she needs that win to recover from everything else from that uh, defeating Becky. So, uh, so good on Bianca for winning that. It's just kind of where it came into three one, you know, advantage. And the whole stupid countout thing with Sasha Banks. That was just, can we have Survivor Series teams with both the men and women where one side is faces and the other side is heels? How hard is it to do that? Or because now we don't have enough on a roster to barely get in. Well, actually, no, we, we saw this on Raw this past week. You could do five faces on that team. You could have done that. You could have put Nikki on that team. You could have had uh, Dana Brooke on that team. You would have had five faces. Problem solved. But I get it. You want to have Sasha on the show. And this week, she's a face. You know, but you could have done, you know, Natalia, Shayna, Shotzi, and Somebody else in that team. I'm trying to remember who's the heels on SmackDown, but uh, I, that would have made it better. I, I to me, I mean, because you get you know you get these teams not getting along, and it's just uh, it just doesn't come across good when it's the same thing in both matches. Don't like that. Like Sheamus attacking uh, Jeff Hardy because uh, Sheamus got eliminated, rolled up by Austin Theory in the men's match. It just it's like come on, man. Uh, and then the uh, final match of the night, or as some people would say, the main event of the evening, Raw champion, the WWE champion, Big E taking on Universal champion, Roman Reigns. Uh, Reigns wins. Not a lot of drama in this match. I mean, it had some moments and stuff, but, uh, you know, it, it was what it was. It, it was it was a fine match, uh, but but nothing outstanding. And and Roman wins, and uh, you know there were, there was by the way the, the segment before that there's this tease with uh, you know Brock Lesnar uh, you know his suspension may be over and I thought like well is Brock gonna show up now like all of a sudden you know are we gonna get the Rock you know something gonna happen here I was waiting for a beatdown to happen and then somebody's music to play uh, but that didn't happen but uh, Roman wins and that's you know Survivor Series now during the show. Vince McMahon was displaying an egg and he's claiming that this egg was, you know, like $100 million or whatever. Are you just going to walk around with that egg? But it's all promotion for Red Notice. So here they're selling out for Pizza Hut and the Red Notice movie. And then the egg's in this office and then the egg disappears during the show. And then uh, Vince is questioning uh, Adam Pierce and Sonny Deville. And she could have been on the Survivor Series team. She could put herself in that match. Um, so they're like, okay, we'll get to the bottom of this. And he's like, all right, every you know superstar will be at Smack or uh, be at Raw on Monday, and they'll try to figure this out. And it just seemed ridiculous. Of course, we find out it's Austin Theory, and Austin Theory and, and McMahon. I'll get something going on uh, and everything else. Which hey, I hope it works out for Austin. Always like that guy. You know, I, I thought his uh, time in WWE when he you know filled in for WrestleMania uh, a year ago was kind of quick. So glad to see this going on. And there, there's something for that guy. So we'll see where this goes. By the way, the original plan for the egg, this is according to Cult the Holic, was that the egg was going to be featured with the 24-7 championship scene. The uh, plan said the, uh, the idea was much worse with the stakes being much lower, and the team associated with the Rocket Red Notice said no. That, that idea wouldn't suffice, so... Vince McMahon came back with a different idea, and he got himself involved. 
Thank goodness. As painful as that was, I think it would have been definitely a lot worse with the whew, with the uh, 24-7 championship, which, by the way, currently involves Dana Brooke, which is uh, first, uh, her first title, by the way. So Survivor Series as a whole, um, boy, that was tough. Uh, five out of ten? I mean, the, the uh, women's match between Becky and Charlotte was great, um, and then it all went downhill after that. I mean, it wasn't, like, terrible. Okay, it was. Um, this uh, You need something on the line. I mean, you can't just have these matches happen without something at stake. Some of these uh, wrestlers have mentioned that. Becky Lynch has mentioned There needs to be something on the line here. You can't just have this going on because nothing's going on. And then you are uh, you just got a pay-per-view that means absolutely nothing. So there you go. So watch the first match. You know, just do some fast-forwarding. That, that That's probably the best way to describe it. Uh, you know, I wish there were some cool highlights. I mean, there was, you know, the end of the uh, tag match with uh, Orton and, the, uh, and, and Riddle and the Usos and stuff. Um, but overall, just, just kind of a flat show. So we'll see the uh, the next step pay-per-view on January 1st, day one, because that's, that's the best name they can come up with. All right, there you go. So that's the show. Um, we'll get some other WWE news and wow, it's kind of weird. We're now like a whole month without a WWE pay-per-view. Is that possible? I guess that is possible. But it's the holidays coming up after all. Uh, by the way, uh, thanks for uh, checking out the show. Maybe again, check out our previous shows. You can uh, find us in any of your uh, podcast apps to search ESPR wrestling or under the media tab under the FM99.com or 1069fox.com websites. Of course, we've got social media, ESPR99 on Twitter and Facebook. And of course, you can email us if you want to do it that way, uh, ESPR at FM99.com. So we'll be back with some more big wrestling news and uh should be an interesting month of December. See what goes on this month. Again, thanks for checking us out this week. Make sure you eat, sleep, podcast, and repeat. <laughs> <laughs>